At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I feel. I might be feeling something based on an experience that I had, based on how somebody made me feel, based on something that I've heard, but not based on the Bible. And so we just have to be mindful of how we ask questions. Welcome back to Think at the Well, ladies and gentlemen. We are excited to continue our series on how to study the Bible, or at least how we do it. <laughs> and yeah, just to refresh your mind, in episode one of the series, we've been discussing a number of things. We actually talked about how to take notes mm -hmm. and how to try to remember what you've been reading, how to talk about it and Vicky shared a couple of really cool thoughts if you haven't been listening to the first episode of this series please do that it's really worth it yes I think that we also just touched on sort of a difference between you know reading and studying the bible where, exactly you know reading you go through the text and you just kind of understand um big picture things studying is where you can pause you can understand what this text is trying to tell me um what The, the authors try to convey about the character of God and you are able to more thoroughly ask questions on um, just whatever topic that's being, you know, presented in that text. Exactly. And so we do believe with all of our hearts, minds, souls, every fiber of our being that the word of God is not just a book. It is alive. It speaks. It convicts. The gospel saves. So with that in mind, Vicky... Let me ask you a question. <laughs> so how exactly do you study the Bible? Like what time of the day do you have a set time where you say, okay, I wake up at like five or six in the morning to have like an hour of studies or in the evening, or do you just fit it in? However, do you sit down with your Bible and your notebook and a pen in hand to immediately read and think and write and all that? Or do you have a different technique? You know, I think it's so dependent on the season of life that I'm in. Oftentimes I'll do in um, conjunction with like, I'll have a topic that, that I'm like interested about. And I'll be, you know, that's the topic that I'll actually sit down with pen and paper with my, you know, iPad on the side and listening maybe to a sermon or with my notes or conversations that I have with people. And I'll just like, go through different texts and write down my thoughts on those texts pertaining to that specific topic. Um, but then other times I'm just reading the Bible, consuming like just big picture things, just repeating stories, ingraining that in my heart so that um, I feel like those moments are so even more probably important than topical studies because in conversations day to day with people, I my my brain can easily go to different texts of the Bible of like, oh yeah, and then this story happened and, you know, we can learn from that and we can be encouraged by that. Um, but you were talking about, you know, kind of the structure of my studying and it's funny because as organized as my life is in so many aspects of my life, <laughs> I don't have um, like a specific time or I should say discipline um, to have like a specific time where I do my devotions, which is honestly surprising to me when I say that. Because I, I schedule literally everything in my life to just make my busyness work. I can testify um, to that, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, it is interesting because oftentimes I will, you know, yeah, wake up in the morning, 
that's the first thing I do. I'll just read different chapters of whatever you know text that I'm in um, in the book, and then in the evenings is usually when I'll do my like topical studies. So in the morning it's just general reading. Sometimes it's like just whatever book I'm I'm studying, and then in the evening is where I do my topical study, and that's usually when I know I have like a night in, or I have like an hour, or I'm not feeling sleepy. I'll just you know pull up the notebook and kind of start writing things. Um, but I just got reminded right now that I wanted to correct myself from the first episode um, when, we were, when we were talking about, or you were talking about your, uh, Jeremiah, you know, things that just the Lord spoke to you through that book. And I was like, yeah, I had the same thing about Jeremiah. And then we finished the podcast and I went back home and I just like pulled up Jeremiah. I actually read through Jeremiah since we last recorded it. And I was like, no, that's not at all what I was referring to. So the text that I was referring to in the first um, part of this series was in Ezekiel. And it talks about the temple and the four rivers flowing out and all of these things. So just, uh, just you know, to correct myself that I am doing my due diligence <laughs> and not trying to just spout out words. Um, do you feel that you need to have like a scheduled consistent time where you're reading the Bible for you to be consistent? Um, or do you kind of pick up that it works for you? I, yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, if, if you keep it in mind that there is a difference to reading the Bible, just to consume it, as you said, or to like study it or to have a topical study or whatever, if you keep that in mind, then yeah, I do not. <laughs> if, I, if I know that I have to prepare a topic for like, let's say, the, the ladies' meetings that we have at our church and stuff like this. Yeah, I will sit down consistently until I have chewed up the entire thing so that I have all my notes down so that I'm prepared for questions and all these things, pray a lot about it. But if it's on a day-to-day basis, I do have to admit that sometimes, yeah, it's just a quick read through in the morning. I have been trying to get up earlier in the morning before my toddler wakes up because when he wakes up, he's up. Like there is no way that I can just, you know, pause and sit down. So I, I'm reading the Bible with him every morning, but just in a childish way, you know, it's not that I'm really studying or reading to consume my, or to, to uh, consume the word of God, but it's more to like teach it to him in a way that he understands it. But I do think for myself, like I'm that type of personality that it does help for me to know this is the time of the day that I quiet myself before the Lord and set that time aside and apart, you know, so that I know this is the time. And oftentimes what what has been happening in the past couple of months is that I've been going through something and literally while I'm washing dishes, it just overcomes me that I need to sit down and read. Like I was so down feeling as if there's darkness around me you know I felt really off and those are the most precious times because that's when I drop everything and I go and I pray maybe shed a few tears just to refresh myself to focus myself on Jesus and then read and that's when the word speaks into my situation and either convicts me or just gives me light as the psalmist says the word of God is a lamp to my feet and that's oftentimes what I 
what I have experienced in my walk with Christ is that those are the most precious moments when I literally drop my duties and go. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's uh, I feel like the right thing to do <laughs> is listen to, you know, the soft little knock um, on your heart when the Holy Spirit's like, hey, you have it. I, like, I want to talk to you. I want to spend time with you. And you actually obey. That's awesome that you do that. So um, I you know, encourage everyone to just be really in tune with that prompting and be obedient to um, not get too busy for the voice of God, right? Because stuff is not going to run away. You can get no. back to it. The dishes are not running away. The kids might, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because there is a little bit of a difference, like we mentioned, when you just read the text for what it is and then kind of like delve into the historical context what's the author trying to convey what's the character of god in this text and that kind of study and then what we mentioned in this episode like topical studies where it's like oh, okay um you know one thing that i have been fascinated with for a long time is the study of emotions and mm-hmm. how god created us with this ability to feel things to feel you know frustrated or confused or happy or you know, frightful or, you know, all of these emotions. So God gave us the ability to do that. But then how do we properly feel those things and have control over those things, again, in light of the Bible and in light of what, uh, like, Christ calls us to, you know, to be like him. So how do we emulate that? Because obviously we are such unique, you know, personalities and we all have our own characters and stuff like that. So God doesn't want, you know copy and pastes of each other he wants us to be still unique to the way that he created us but also how do we you know so i was so fascinated with that because i'm like well you know what does this mean how, how does each person you know have the ability to control this and we have to be like jesus and all these things so that was a huge topic for me so how do you and i can share my process but you know how do you find yourself like where do you start where do you go and then how do you kind of move forward in the digging of, you know, any topic that, that you've been fascinated with? That's interesting that you asked that question. <laughs> I've been thinking about that so much lately because every Wednesday morning I attend a mom and tot group. Mm-hmm. And each week we have those topical discussions, you know, about either joy or fear or um, courage was the last one that we have tackled. And it was such a blessing. And each time every woman that's there gets two Bible verses that tie in with, with that topic or like with courage, for instance. It's so fresh in my mind because it was just a week ago. And we would read through them and then write down what we read out of the text, how God means it or like how God is teaching us to have courage and we've been looking at different Bible verses and I think I've been thinking about that and I'm like wow that's probably the best way to tackle it is to get Bible verses Mm -hmm. to to look out for Bible verses and I mean sure you can just grab the Bible or the Bible that I have on my laptop where I can put like words in and it just searches out all Bible verses that contain or possibly contain that word. That's one way of doing it. It's a lot of work to then go through all of them, but it's worth it, I guess, in the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But this is this is kind of how I would do it. 
And every single time that I have prepared a topic, like for, for the ladies retreat that we've been to just recently and all other things where I have to present something, this is the way I, I do it is to, and oftentimes just, it just comes to my mind. So I really have to say that oftentimes when I read or when I study an entire diff different topic or a book, like right now, the book of Jeremiah, I read and the text that I am reading is throwing topics at me. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, it, that's crazy what this person is going through or that tribe that I talked about in, in the first episode, the Rechabites, because they were so obedient and all of that, um, all of a sudden, obedience comes to my mind. It's like, wow, how do we, how, how are we obedient? Like, how is our walk with Christ, do, are we obedient? Can we sing, oh, I obey, I obey you the same way that we sing, oh, I love you, I love you. You know what I mean? All these things. And so I oftentimes read a text, a topic comes to mind, and then I start to tackle different Bible texts and go to references, talk to people about it. And it's often a matter of weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm someone who's months not... for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or months, exactly. But... For instance, the topic of depression that we were going through with the ladies last year, early last year. I had been studying that for months, yeah. at least, you know, and it just it just really pulled me in all that information about about our brain and and all of that. That was already fascinating. But then tying that in with God's word who has created our brain and makes himself or reveals himself in script. That was just absolutely mind-blowing. It was an amazing study. Yeah. But that as well came because I have been going through something and then I read a text that revealed God in such a manner to me that I was just blown away and freed and happy again, you know? So, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that responds to your question. Well, it but does. I, just, I mean, really, you're just saying that, like, you go to the Word and you pull out all the different texts and then you sort of start to filter and comb through that text which I think is very valuable. Um, you know, I, I might even add to that where it's like so many times I've, I've seen you become passionate about a topic or you've seen me and we'll just go to people and that will be pouring out of us and we'll be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or have you mm -hmm. ever been through? Or what are, you know, books or sermons you can recommend on that? And you just start to consume and filter the, um, the content. But I think what is valuable to kind of bring out out of this is that, when you do that in conjunction with pulling the text out and or, or all the different scriptures, and then also you're listening to sermons and interviews and you're talking to people and you're doing all these things, because you're, you have the Bible as the different texts and the different references that you've already kind of done or started with beforehand, as you're listening, you're able to kind of see it in light of scripture and not um, that much in light of like, oh, people's people's personal thoughts or impressions or experiences, which are important, but obviously not, you know, more important than the text. So I just, I just want to quickly add to that because I was born and I grew up in Germany. And back then, <laughs> when I was living there, we did not, or I at least did not live in a hypersensitive culture. Nobody would ask you how you feel about a certain thing. Yeah. That's just not a lingo that you use. It does exist, but you don't really use it. And so when I moved here, I found myself that a lot of people asked the question, well, how do you feel about 
and then fill in the blank? I think that's a very dangerous question. If you really want to know how that person views a certain text that you have in mind or an opinion that you have that you have about a certain story, about a certain Bible text, then you should reformulate your question from, hey, what do you feel about this? Mm -hmm. To, what is your opinion on that? You know, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I feel. I might be feeling, just as you said, with when you quickly mentioned the, the topic of emotions, I might be feeling something based on an experience that I had, based on how somebody made me feel, based on something that I've heard, but not based on the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to be mindful of how we ask questions in light of what we need to know or what, what our goal is to find out of that person, not what they feel, but what they think about it, or maybe even go a step further, which I've been never asked that question before, but go a step further and say, have you been reading this Bible passage? And then the person's like, uh, no. And then you give them like a quick, a quick overview of what that Bible passage says. And then you ask them a specific question to that Bible passage. And oftentimes is what I think if somebody would ask me that question is that I would say, well, let me go back and check it out for myself. I, I don't have an answer to that. And that's perfect because that then, then that person goes back, studies it for themselves And then come back to you and say, hey, listen, I've been reading the text, but then there's another Bible passage that, you know, I remembered or whatever. And your, your goal is being achieved of having a biblical perspective and not just somebody's feeling about something. Correct. Yeah. And I think I, that's um, the, the, in the grand scheme of things, um, sure, studying topics is yeah, super important because we get to see the character of God. We get to understand you know, different texts better, we become more rounded um, in our understanding and knowledge of the word. But I think in the big, big picture, how um, when we study topics, we are able to contribute to a bigger dialogue with people, with, you know, our, our church surroundings and our families, this and that, because when we can understand topics in light of scripture, such as depression, joy, faithfulness, righteousness, emotions, you know, these big word topics um, that scripture has so much depth about. And when we do these topical studies and we are able to contribute to the conversation um, kind of on, on a larger scale, um, that is sort of the, the end product of why we do, you know, these, these topics and these studies. Um, I think, you know, one of the beauties of studying the Bible is that you can continue to be fascinated and continue to be in awe about God and you can continue to just be reminded how limitless he is because the world continues to produce new product all the time, whether it's a new app, a new technology, a new product, like a new whatever, and it's always fighting for our, you know, uh, the, the glitz and glam of our attention. Like, oh, this is cool, a shiny new toy, you know? But the Bible and the Word of God is just as new all the time, yes. ever presenting new things and new information. But the enemy in the in the, the world tries to present, you know, the Bible as this old dusted book that is just this historical information, or sometimes not even historical, not even true, you know. Mm -hmm. However, the world tries to 
debate that topic. Um, and, and so we look at it as this chore, you know, coming to, oh, I must be consistent. Oh, I must come to the word. But when we view it in light of the depth and the riches that we can, that are so limitless to know um, and that we can study and what we can learn from, literally everything from like in the Old Testament, it teaches us like farming habits and hygiene ethic and like just a lifestyle that's honoring to God, you know, about being faithful, the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of his people, the promises of God. Like there's all of these things that are not just for someone else, not just for, oh, that happened. And it's cool to know how we would, you know, reading about the, the, the Byzantines or like the, the old, you know, the history books that we read. This is like practical, direct application for our lives today. And it's new and it's ever renewing every day because God is that limitless, right? In his ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that I wanted us to just be reminded of is that um, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, um, the Bible calls us, to be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And when I was sort of thinking about this topic and thinking how it applies to me and what, yeah, where my mind goes with um, studying the Bible, um, I found myself thinking about the idea that there is a reason God gave us a, a mind. God gave us the ability to practically chew through things, that we're not just a computer that is plugged in a formula or, you know, a command and we respond in a certain way. God gave us the ability to make decisions, to practically apply things, to be able to work through concepts and be able to have outcomes based on our working through, right? And the the beautiful thing is that while God gave us this intellect, the ability to process and think, he gave us this mind, he gave us the spirit of God too. And when we combine both of those, scripture here calls us to be a worker that is not ashamed of rightly dividing the word of truth. So whatever you're studying, whatever you're going through, whatever you're reading, like this isn't, this isn't or shouldn't be an awkward thing or a, oh, I'm super spiritual thing or, oh, I'm not in the right place in my life right now to be studying a topic or to be reading the word in such a, you know, quote unquote spiritual way. But the, the, the word of God and the way that we are designed is that we have the mind, we have the intellect and we have the spirit of God to be able to rightly divide and rightly work through this, this word and scripture that God um, has left for us and continues to just renew us. And so I was really encouraged by that because it does not matter what season of life you're in, whatever situation you're going through, what your mood is like, what whatever. It does not matter. None of those variables are, are a thing because there is a word for you in every season. And there is, you know, scripture can continue to reveal itself in new ways through the same text over and over again because that's how infinite God is. So I think that that's really encouraging and that's something that I want to, um, you know, leave leave us all with is that, you know, the world presents um, meditating on the, uh, or meditation as this concept of emptying your mind, ridding yourself of all of these negative emotions and all these things. That's how the world presents itself, right? With yoga and Buddhism or whatever, you know, meditation 
that a lot of the times is connected to that. But then the word of God calls us to meditate on the word of God, right? To meditate and hold true and hold fast to this truth of the word of God. To and be so, filled and not emptied. Yes. yes. Yes, to fill your mind with the truth, to digest the truth, to, to repeat it over and over again, to just chew through it and live it. Um, and that is the meditation that we are um, encouraging each other in and all of you with um, to, to remain in that and to be filled with it and to, yeah, just be, be consuming it every day. And I hope that these two episodes um, really inspired you to, you know, ask your friends, ask your um, family members, how do you read the Bible? What's interesting to you? Um, you know, what are some ways that I can learn from? Um, and, and, and spice it up, change it up, how you do your study. Maybe it has worked for you for so long that you've kind of become accustomed to a certain way and you're, you're kind of like, oh, this isn't that exciting anymore, even though you continue to see new things. Change it up, try something new, write out a verse, continue to write it out until it speaks to you or until you memorize it. You know, um, that's why we have you know, uh, shows like this, why, why we have fruitful conversations, why we have fellowship with our, you know, um, church families to be able to learn from one another and continue to be fascinated with all the ways that God can speak to us. Exactly. So we want to leave you with a very special challenge for the week. And it might not just take a week, but a couple of weeks, maybe even months. But why don't you choose a topic? May it be joy, may it be peace, may it be faithfulness, um, steadfastness, whatever it might be that interests you. And if none of those interest you, then, then pray about it. There must be something that is of interest that fits into your season or even that you can that you can study to help somebody else with, you know, maybe somebody else is going through something and needs to know a little bit about the joy in God. Yeah. So why don't you choose a topic and prepare it as if you are preparing a sermon, like really inside out so that you have a solid opinion about that, that is grounded in the word of God and not in anyone else's feelings, but in scripture. Be blessed with that.